Hi, I'm Sung Ray. I'm something else. Here, Black Girl Soul, a podcast where we discuss the Asian dramas we love from a Black female perspective. We are looking to be entertained, to learn about other cultures, and share our passion for these shows. Welcome. All right, welcome back to Black Girl Soul. This is Song Ray, and we have something else. And today we're going to be talking to you guys about a drama that we've watched um, and just had some opinions that we wanted to kind of share and discuss. However, something else before we go on. Oh boy. Today is a sad day in drama land. <laughs> I'm shedding tears. <laughs> today. Oh, my dear Uduan has announced that he is going on to do his military duty for July 6th. And man, that's like a, that's almost like a gut punch. Like I was so not ready for that. Really? A gut punch? Yeah, yes, a gut punch. <laughs> I have spent the majority, Wait. look, you know what? I have spent the majority of this break, this COVID stay in the house situation watching dramas and movies and finding them and going here there and everywhere just to make sure i can see almost everything he is in he is who i planned on doing my independent pod podcast about so yeah i'm, I'm a little bit like whoa because i thought he was going to be in a new drama he had been it been rumored he was going to be in a new drama before going into his military service so like yeah this this kind of wasn't what i was looking to hear this morning well have you joined his fan club you know what i have not not officially like i don't even know if one exists but i have not i have not okay so maybe that's something that you have to get on so that you can get regular doses about, you know, how his military service is, yada, 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 you know, the news. Okay, so let me ask this. How many shows and films has he even really been in? Well, since you ask. <laughs> um, let me see. He has been in... And this is from, I'm just taking Asian wiki. One of the things I've realized is depending on where you do your search, you find different information mm. and they add some and take some out. You know, I'm not sure who's making these decisions, but four movies and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight dramas is what this one says. It's really five movies. Cause they're not listing here on Asian wiki, the uh, hotel movie. And I think the dramas might be right. Did they include the porn? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. They didn't. The hotel movie. It's called uh, Coming to Rose Hotel. Something with Rose Hotel. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed him in The King, Eternal Monarch. So he was great in that. But that's the first time I've seen him. And he seemed to be a competent actor. Um, very good at playing both roles. So I give him his props, but like, I'm not shedding tears for him yet. Like, just like with, what is it? Uh, you don't have to say his name correctly for me. Uh, Ji Chang Wook. Is it Wook or Wook? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not like, ooh, when you started feeling some kind of way along with clearly thousands of other K-drama watchers about the show we're going to talk about today backstreet uh rookie i 
I didn't give that show really much of a thought. Like that wasn't my kind of show. So you, since that's the topic, you started off because I know you're in your feelings. You feel very, very, very strongly. And I do too, but slightly differently. So for me, this, this drama of Backstreet Rookie, I was excited about it. I was excited because this is the second drama G Chan Wook has done since coming from military service. Um, his first was Melting Me Softly, which I, I, I couldn't finish right. it. I started it, I think I got to like six or seven and yeah, I was, I, I, it just wasn't holding me. Um, it was a weird drama, had different, he's doing a comedy romance thing of late. So, you know, great. His drama before going into military service was a suspicious partner. Yeah. He was a lawyer working with a, you know, group and he had a lady who had joined in and him and her had a romantic interest going on, mm -hmm. joined his firm. But any which way that one was, you know, pretty solid drama. I liked that one. Um, so I was looking for something great when he came back and Melting Me Softly just was not it. So then here we come his next one. And I'm like, all right, this one's going to get it. We're going to have a great drama. And I see the first episode. And I'm like, yeah, no. And I, even after I fought my personal self after first episode, because I'm online talking and I say, you know, well, I'm going to give it a little more try. I stopped and I had to have an intrapersonal moment to go. I can't watch this. I cannot in my self knowing what I know, knowing the things I've been through and we'll get into all of that later, but just, I couldn't make myself watch it. And that's commendable for you because I kind of felt similarly. So I'll go back to melting me softly. It was like hit or miss for me. I watched maybe an episode and a half and it was just too goofy for me. So I, I deuced it and kept it moving. But I knew who he was through you because you were a fan. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, when Backstreet Rookie came out, I was like, oh, okay. It looks kind of like even the feel of it was like they brought a webtoon to life, right? Because it is based on a webtoon, but it was just so like bright and kind of over the top. And it's a drama set in a convenience store. So I was like, okay not interested moving on but pretty much you were like you need to go watch the first episode and tell me what you think and I watched it and then I had to stop for a second because given the times that we currently live in there's just a lot swirling in the atmosphere um, there's a lot of sensitivity going on and I've prided myself on not finding racism and misogyny under every bridge, under Corner. every rock, you know, <laughs> I've like tried to not be the angry black woman. So when you were feeling some kind of way, I was like, let me kind of go in the other direction since I have no dog in this fight, right? But when I watched that first episode, I was like, even even when you talked about like let's just get into it, her kissing him, when I talked to you, I was like, okay, because they're both teenagers. And then you were like, oh but no, he's in his what, his twenties? Is he in his thirties? I mean, they don't tell you per se, but 
you get the sense this is a full grown man who has a job, a girlfriend. Um, based upon the wording here, it says that it was a convenience store manager who's in his 30s. Um, hires a voluptuous female part-timer in her early 20s. But when that first encounter happens, you don't really know 100% what ages they are. So let's just say you take off four years. He's still at an age where he's too old. Right. Because I think I think there was a time slip of four or three years. Yeah. Okay. So he's still clearly of age. And she is definitely underage because that first episode, she was steady in her school uniform. And so mm -hmm. I realized because there's so much swirling in the air. I was like, okay, why am I going to give energy to this? Right. Why am I going to talk about this with you? Because you could have done a solo, right? You could have done a black girl soul solo about this and kept it moving. And I was like, why would I talk about this? And I realized it's because like you said, we can't ignore when we don't have to, like we may not do the most by just talking about this, but we absolutely don't have to do the least either, right? We can say something. When we see this, like whether it's a Korean drama, Japanese drama, American television, what, what have you, when you clearly see, and I'm just gonna call it what it is, when you clearly see pedophilia, then say mm -hmm. that is pedophilia, okay? <laughs> and like, and I understand they wanna make chick fast and like, she kissed him. I would have given it to them, truly. Like I was trying to be even. If she had been a fast little girl and she just kissed him and he didn't encourage the kiss because he clearly looked surprised, right? I would have given it right. to her. But then she asked for his number and he gave and it he to her. And he rolled it off. Exactly. He rolled it off. Right. And then he tried to act like, oh, I didn't say that. But you can see that she is clearly sexually propositioning him and that he is clearly interested. And I'm like, oh, but no. Okay. Don't go after the cheerings. No, I don't care how high her skirt is. That's not cute. That's not cool. And they actually didn't have to do that. They, I mean, I understand it. It, it didn't. It wasn't needed. It wasn't. And I'm, I'm a, t a totally T. 1000 agree with you because I got into a debate on Twitter with someone who not about this topic, but something else. But one of the things that I ask and I mean it is, was this part of character development or is this in line with pedophilia? This is not a part of character development. I didn't need to know that they had previously met like that. The buying of the cigarettes was already too much because again, that's something that's, you know, you are asking this grown person, you ain't never met a day in your life to go do something illegal. I don't know about in Korea, but in America, if you buy children's cigarettes, that's illegal. So you're asking this grown person you never met to do something illegal. And on top of that, when he tells you he didn't do it and he wasn't going to, then you turn around and you kiss him, you ask for his number and he gives it, then eh, yeah, y'all, y'all are crossing all kind of, y'all doing too much. And I think at the time in watching, I let it ride because in my mind, I'm going, oh, this is that sick shit again. I've seen a couple <laughs> of places where I've seen these kind of 
y'all pushing right. that. And Japanese dramas go with too. This, y'all pushing that. Right. Japanese dramas. Like, let's just keep it 100. All around the world, regardless of what race men are, they always like the young chicks is what it is. Like, and, and I'm not saying that's right. <laughs> what you saying? Right. I was being silly, but the sweet, sexy thing is what, you know, right. They like, they want the tenderoni. They want them young. I get it. I don't understand it. I'm, I'm saying, but I get it. I mean, I recognize that that is a thing that exists. It is not particular to just Korean men. You know what I'm saying? Nevertheless, it's not acceptable on television. Like you, you don't co-sign it and and let's keep it 100. Because I was trying to be balanced and even with it. If she had just been like this fast little girl doing the most and he was like, no. And he walked away and then they worked together four years later. They wouldn't have a problem right now. It was all Mm -mm. because he got all red in the face and hepped up and like reeling off his number. Yeah, that's where you got caught up and you made the mistake. Number one, and I'm not talking about the characters. I'm talking about the writers. I'm talking about the producers. I'm sorry to say, G. Chang Wook, I'm talking about you too, dude. Because you made a choice. And the director, because um, I've, I've pulled him up. His name is, for us, it's Lee, but E. Myung Woo. And he's been a director of The Fiery Priest, Whisper, Punch, The Women's Room, Fashion King, Princess, Jam Young, and bad couple I, I have a problem with him as well i needed to see who was the person that chose to direct this who is the person who chose to say yes at this scene do this yes at that scene do that because really you you nowhere in your mind you stopped and thought that's not okay if that was right. your precious daughter as they call them if that was your precious daughter that'd be okay for her right and here's my thing because I was trying to, like I said, trying to be balanced, trying to see the other side. We come from, I don't know if you remember this, but in the 1980s, when we were young, very young, there were raunchy teenage movies like Porky's, like um, Revenge of the Nerds. There were a whole bunch of these corny, yeah. like raunchy teen movies that, used to that I used to see on television I I guess they were from like the 70s or something or or no from the 80s too but these were films that took teenage sexuality to the edge right it's just always existed I would be okay if this was that kind of show but then make him young like her like make him 17 to her 16 you know or 15 or something like that like make it comparable but a dude well into his 20 20s if not his 30s you should have called me up i would have helped you out it's like i don't even know what kind of genre this show is because it's a mess on multiple levels and so as we roll on down the road here because the show um there's an article by all k-pop and they're talking in terms of that people are upset because this was labeled a family drama but it's obviously not and it was based upon an adult webtoon so that's their issue is you know you presented it as though it was this when really you over here doing this so you know that was one thing i took note of but so we roll past that to we meet a friend of his um the friend's name in the drama 
is um moonsook moonsook e-u-m so i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that correctly but e-u-m moonsook um and he is an artist he's a he's a I guess a web designer himself for lack of better words. And as being and being that position, a webtoon artist, he's an adult webtoon artist. So you find him coming out of a shower, because we have to have a shower scene in a K drama. <laughs> you find him coming out of the shower and he's in a towel and he goes to start drawing and he's making these obscene noises. And while he's making these obscene noises and twitching and moving in his seat, he's drawing a woman's leg and, you know, it's supposed to be porn for the most part. It's adult webtoon. And he's making sounds and making noises. And as you look around his room, you see he's got pictures of women with big breasts and half scantily clad. I think some of them may even be nude based upon this picture I'm looking at. Um, and it's just like, what the hell? What was the point of this? Why do we need to see this? What are you trying to show here? Oh, well, see, that's why I thought it was trying to do that kind of revenge of the nerds, porky type of teenage sexuality thing, because they are not hiding. Like, okay, so let me just put it this way. Korean television, if this is how you introduce sex into your television shows, you have royally failed. <laughs> I'm just going to say it um, because it's gratuitous and it's not even like cohesive, but please go on some Ray. I interrupted you. Oh, you're fine. I think my end point though in this is that as you look at the character who is doing this drawing, he's sitting in this seat and making this noise as he's drawing, you see a man who has some things in his head and I'm, I'm like okay are those supposed to be dreadlocks yes he's got dreadlocks and is he got his skin colored is he because i promise i really couldn't in my wildest imaginations i'm going nah he not blackface that's not what's happening he's just a darker skin korean that's really where my mind went and i'm like because they got him in this dark light you know it is what it is i'm gonna I'm let that go do just kind of looks like that yeah i'm gonna be done with that they have him in this wig though i got a problem with this wig honey when the sucker went to find a fly in the wig i was like what the fuck what the fuck so I saw that and I played it back and I went and read articles. See, because before you suggested I watch the show, I was ambivalent. After mm -hmm. I watched the show, I was like, hell no. What the blippity blip 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 is going on? Like y'all are just trying to check off all the boxes of stupidity. Because, okay, unlike maybe some people on tw in Twitter land, I'm willing to give Asian countries a bit of a pass. Like, they don't understand, and they don't have the history, right, to understand why something would be offensive. But if you take the time to introduce your version of blackness into a show, then get it right. At least get it right. And I don't think 
I think we were t- we talked about this before because you were like, why not just have a black person play the role, right? Because we've this is on the heels of us watching Itawan class and seeing a black character, right? And I watch that fluently speaks Korean. It's not as though you had to do something to help him. He fluently speaks Korean. Correct. And also, I've been watching um, on YouTube black people in Korea who also are acting and modeling. They could find somebody. But that's not what they were trying to do. They, he is there for comic Mm-mm. relief. He is a clown. Yes. Like, and yes. They, and it's not enough. And when what do you do when you have a clown? You put a clown wig on them. Everything about him was built to use blackness to clown, to make fun, to disrespect. Just let's keep it 100. There's the black face. There's the dirty locks. There's the stereotypical Rastafarian stylings. Can I repeat again the dirtiness from this dude? And the fact that he is also hypersexual. So you're now putting that back into what you think about black people and black men in particular. Because that's, I think, where else I kind of like drew and went, what the fuck? Y'all are tripping. You seriously going to have him be the one sitting up making the ooh noises and all of that as he's drawing some woman's leg and it's a sexual scene and like, come stop. But go ahead. You can find at Lee Tennant's blog called Invisible Pink Dragon Big Ups for the post called Backstreet Rookie, the drama that should not exist. That completely breaks it all down. Because I watched the episode and then I was like, ugh, I feel dirty now. And I needed some extra context. Like maybe I missed something because I knew after I watched certain scenes twice, I would I was never watching that again. Like I'm not wasting my life like that. Um and so I read what Lee Tennant wrote and I didn't realize this but the two female sidekicks of the female lead called him subhuman so on top of because see I didn't even see that right they called him something something with an a but I didn't know what that Australo yeah it's a-u-s-t-r-a-l-o-p-i-t-h-e-c-u-s girl you spell spell it now can you go google it because i think it's like some and they said compared they compared a man with black face and dreads to a subhuman so let me look that word up real quick right but continue while i'm doing that yes it oh god in heaven it's the homo sapien southern ape it's a southern ape Jeez, Louise. Right. It's a mess and a half and three quarters. Okay. It's a lot. And so here's my thing. Here's my thing. Let's cut some of the argument that people will bring to the table. Oh, because some of the argument was clean brought to the table. And folks acted like I was wrong. I done got blocked by a few people on Twitter, but I wish I gave a damn. But go ahead. Right, right. Keep up the fight. Fight the power. It's real. Because I understand if you like a character or two but why you know what people turn blind eye to like racial stereotyping every day and we just got to get used to it and keep it moving but here's my thing if he had been 
just no black face, just an Asian guy with locks and he was hypersexual, right? I wouldn't have cared because I remember watching this Korean drama like years ago. I think it was called Bye Bye Birdie. I think it was Birdie something, but it was about a female golfer and her mentor had locks and he was like this deep, you know, guru of a young man, kind of cute. I don't know what his, his name is as an actor, but, um, but he was fine. Um, so, and that's not why I gave a pass to the locks. I, I don't have a, a problem with folks having locks, frankly. I'm like, I don't care what race you are. Just, you know, do whatever. Keep them clean. Live your best life. If they look good on you, then great. Like, I don't care. But you don't do that whole combination. You don't do the black face and calling him dirty. And he's uh, he's dressed in Rastafarian colors and stuff. And come on, it's it, all of it together was just disrespectful to black people. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go here because I think part of my backtake and part of my disdain, part of my, like, just what the hell, y'all, is that I went and I did some research because I was getting ready for a fight, my Twitter fight. And mm. in my Twitter fight, because the person began by speaking on people with color or Asians with colored hair. And when Asians color their hair red and brown and blonde that's considered a uh compliment to american culture or to other other basically whites to white culture however when they don the the dread wig that's considered you know racist uh tell me how that works and so i, I went to do some research because dreadlocks are not quote unquote just a black thing if you don't comb your hair and if you don't do certain things your hair can lock white indian asian black anybody right. and as i did my research i found they began in india not even in africa in india they became popular with africans because our hair does it a lot easier and we can style it and do different things with it but it didn't even begin with us so i push aside the whole concept of it just being about the rasta look and the the locks no no no, no. there was the innuendos and the connotations that were made and that were presented that made me say oh hell no plus i'm a former lock wearer you're not gonna tell me just and i've had people try to make those kind of comments about my hair being dirty or things like that no i, I rebuke you in the name of jesus my hair wasn't dirty you just didn't understand the concept of what i was going through or what i was dealing with i don't wear them now but for over 10 years i wore dreadlocks yes so you're insulting me right and your dreadlocks were fire you know, like, let's not play games. If you take care of your hair, dreadlocks or otherwise, or locks or otherwise, then good for you. There are, and let's, let's keep it 100. Even if, you know, he was like this kind of hippie Rastafarian type dude, because they're Rastafarians of every race. Like Rasta, you know, yeah. that, that, that form of spirituality, right, is not, is not limited to just one race. So let's, let's, keep that 100 okay they they were trying to make fun and and i even went so far because i just went so far though because i said well maybe maybe they're not maybe it's not a wig maybe this man truly has dreads let me go check this out and in my going to check it out his name is eum unsuk i explained that earlier he is a singer he's in a rock group a heavy metal rock group his stage name is sick 
No, 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 no. My friend does not. That's a full wig. If if he had been, I mean, seriously, if his mannerisms, if things had been, if he had moved differently, him having locks would not have mattered to me. But that, Mm-mm. the blackface was always a no-go, okay? So, like, that's that's just off top. The blackface was always wrong. There's no version of reality. But all the other things could have worked in a particular way. For example, if he had um, just been an Asian guy who happened to, um, like, like Rastafarian, you know, like he had worn clothing a particular way, like d- particular colors, and he was dirty, he'd have gotten a pass. Like, there, that, it was that combination that was a mess. And here's what gets me, okay? South Korea is working double and triple time to export their entertainment around the world. Their government has poured money into exporting their K-pop, their dramas. They're on a push. This is not by mistake. So why the hell would you get it so wrong? Now, is this the end of the world because of one drama? No, of course not. No. But can y'all does pay attention? Does it mean attention? I stop watching dramas? No. No, it does not. But get it right. Because South Korea and their entertainment industry cannot afford to be culturally tone deaf. You lose money. If you're turning away audiences, even if you're ignoring black audiences, let's just ignore black audiences, right? Because we're going to be a small percentage. The reality is people have a certain um, aesthetic culturally. We, the world we live in is rapidly changing. Like every day people get more woke. Their sensitivity levels are off the freaking chain like as a black female in america i'm looking around i'm like two weeks ago you were not this woke people are no joke now and so that is why this is blowing up all over twitter because maybe five years ago it would have just been disrespectful and people would have kept it moving not now so forget about the black audiences right there are white folks and other Asian people and Hispanic people and Native American people and people all over the world. There are Indians who translate the dramas in Vicky. Like one of the glorious things about Vicky is you can translate those subtitles into multiple languages. People all over the world are watching. So Stop with the stereotypes. It does not help you guys at all. Sorry. No, you're fine. Because, again, I feel like all of this needed to be said, which is why we're even doing this. Both of us only watched one episode. We discussed amongst ourselves and came to this conclusion that it needed to be spoke on. Is this the tiebreaker for anything? No, we're, but in, at the end of the day, because we are a black podcast, we are we are going to speak in terms of speaking about what's right and what's not okay for us. And so that was why I asked her to watch. I asked her to watch because I knew what I was feeling inside. And I even tried to push past those feelings, y'all. I, for the sake of my shipping of G-Chan, because I'm like, 
let me at least give them a chance to maybe they redeem this maybe they make this better maybe 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 is what i kept coming up with but somewhere in me i got cut and i said you know what song ray you are a black woman who has to stand up for what you know is correct and what's right this is not okay this is not right and we can't exactly. even pretend like it is exactly and it's it doesn't have to be um us harping on this all the damn time you know like no but but we it has to be said especially since let's just keep it 100 like i'm like i'm on twitter but i'm not on twitter the way sung ray is like sung ray lives for her social media she's about it i'm more facebook she's more twitter right but trust and believe i had to get on twitter and start knocking some heads because i was like are y'all out of your ever-loving minds trying to excuse pedophilia and like people excuse a lot because it's convenient for them and i don't know maybe they're trying to be cool but it's not cool i don't know but i I, i'm incredulous i'm a bit incredulous because it's not worth all that like you can acknowledge that something is wrong when you see it and know in the back of your mind, you know what, at least I'm going to try to do better. And then you keep it moving. Like you move on to the next drama. I'm not, it's not like I'm going, Oh, I'm never going to watch anything from G Chan, uh, Chang Wook. I think that it is, um, questionable. Like their decision-making is questionable, (laughs) but, but I'm not like losing my mind over it. It's just, I think in this day and age, we have to see it for what it is and we have to be emphatic and we have to use our voices. Right. And that's exactly what we're doing. So is there anything else that you would like to add, Sung Ray, before we end this episode? Um, no, for the most part, I think we have touched on what's what, where we are. And, oh, I do want to speak to someone also pointed out on Twitter that, um, the company that did the show so i would like to say is it i don't know who produced this whoever is the producer of the show is owned by lifetime Mm. that was kind of like oh interesting i didn't know lifetime had at and and from 2017 lifetime has a whole korea network that that's what they're pushing drama so like i wonder did some americanism get involved in this well, you know what? This is the thing that I'm trying to teach myself because I have a very myopic view. Like we're so used to thinking about what's going on in our town, in our state, in our region, in our country. Um, who's to say Lifetime is an American company? Like mm. we really don't true, know true, that. True, 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 true. We, true, we true. and and especially you know, even if it had started in America, for example, let's just assume that. When they grow by leaps and bounds and they start reaching their tentacles out into all these other countries and cultures and and having to register here and there as a particular type of company, one, you know, the American company of one decade can turn into a, a country based in Singapore in the next decade. So I don't know especially lifetime like we have a particular perception of lifetime you know as like a women's channel and it's it's darn near right next to like the hallmark channel right so we have a particular perception but who's to say if that is a true perception of the company true and i'm I'm just listening and i'm you're corrected who knows who knows 
Because again, until more research is done, you can't really determine what's what. Correct. I mean, and I'm not researching it beyond this. Like I'm, I've had my say. I'm good. Nah. I'm moving on to other things because, like, I'm serious. There's a level of fatigue that goes on. News fatigue, race fatigue, COVID fatigue that is going on in my spirit, and so only because I'm trying to um, be creative in life more, and I enjoy doing black girl soul with sung ray did i go i'm gonna give this some time but we have hit 40 minutes and 39 seconds trust and believe by the time we get to 50 i am deucing this out this whole topic is leaving my head how about you sung ray oh yeah i'm pretty much done it's just you know for me I think it's one of those, because again, as we start back to where this all began, I'm a fan of Ji Chan Wook. It's just like a disheartening, oh, your second drama gone wrong. Okay, well, hopefully you get it better on the third go round. Third, third time's a charm. That's all I can hope. Right. And you know, I mean, I don't know how um, the Korean entertainment industry works. He's clearly a leading man in their world. So chances are he'll have another shot you know he'll do his thing and you'll rave about him what's his name lee min ho like he did that yes big laguna whatever the hell movie that i mean tv show that was what the hell is this i was just like dude go back to the curly perm leave, leave this alone okay leave this alone but oh and just to correct myself um, the golf drama with um, the guy who had locks was called Birdie Buddy. That sounds weird, but it was called uh, Birdie I remember you telling Buddy. me about that. Right. So anyway, if you want to see an Asian guy rock locks the way that you should, <laughs> I guess go watch that. I mean, it still looked fake, but... He was attractive and he had swagger and, you know, his his whole style was completely different. So anyway, anything else, Sung Rae, before we leave? No, I'm, my heart and mind is clear. Okay, mine too. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to us rant. Um, we would love for you to subscribe and follow and all that good stuff but really really we'd love for you to comment tell us what you think even if you disagree we can accept criticism or or you know respectful yeah. disagreement so please feel free to comment via our various social media um, platforms we are now on itunes so please if you are an itunes subscriber or listener please join us there we're there now and you should be able to find our uh pods Thank you all so much for everything, and we appreciate you. And also keep in mind as well, communication. One of the ways that we as a human race are going to be able to move past this place that we are all watching worldwide is communication. We have to learn how to talk to each other. We have to learn how to talk to each other and respect each other. Like, that's why I said true civil discourse. We can... We can disagree in a respectful manner. Like, I'm, I'm not going to hate your guts because you down for pedophilia I, i'm just gonna keep my cousins my young cousins and my young friends away from you <laughs> that's a 
all I'm saying. If you got, if you want to wear some blackface, then let me take out my camera so I can make fun of you with my friends in a friendly, loving way. <laughs> anyway, this is something else and Songray. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Black Girl Soul. We enjoyed having you, and please subscribe, like, and follow our Facebook page, YouTube channel, Twitter page, Instagram page, and join our Facebook group. You can also find us on Patreon. Please look below for links. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Black